0: Before we get started with this week's episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, let me talk about one of our sponsors, MyBookie.ag. It is one of the new sites to go place your wagers on stuff like the Super Bowl. They have all the prop bets, all the scores you're looking for, and for golf listeners like yourselves, they always have the weekly odds. They have the Euro Tour, the PGA Tour, they'll have the prop bets, they'll have it all. When you use promo code BENCHED, you get a 50% deposit bonus on your first deposit. If you go deposit $100, use promo code BENCH, you get a free $50. They're also running a Super Bowl contest, a 333 free bet possibility based on some prop bets for passing yards of 333 yards or more. So go check them out, mybookie.ag, promo code BENCHED. Also, if you can give us a rating and review on iTunes, we'd much much appreciate it. It'd help us go a long way in continuing to build this product that we do just for you guys. And it's gotten as far as it is because of you. A rating and review would help a ton in moving it in the right direction. With all that being said, though, welcome to the always pressing PGA DFS podcast previewing the 2019 Waste Management Open. Play. <clears throat> yeah.
1: When like the show goes on, all
0: right. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. This week we will be previewing the 2019 Waste Management Open. Uh, 132 man field, a little smaller than normal, but still be a good one. Before we get to that, we'll recap last week's action. In order to do so, my co-host, as always, you can find him on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, man?
1: Man, I'm I'm all right, dude. It's been a it's been a rough start to the year here for all these like season long contests, except for the one and done. I you know, in the one and done deal, I've got a cut made for everybody, but in the rest of these like junkies league and the the $250 buy in over on Gup's Corner. I'm awful. I'm like putting my worst lineup in every single time. Like it's, it's the worst thing I've ever seen.
0: That's what happened to me last week. You know, for a lot of last year, I just throw one lineup out everywhere. And I guess that might've been the smart thing to do. Cause now I'm going three to five a week. And literally this last week, I think I got 74th in the junkies contest. And in uh, Matt Jones's tout deal, I got, I think I got 17th or 18th at 18. It, it was by far the worst I had. The other two were were okay. Nothing special, but uh, that one was horrific. Like two of six made the cut. So yeah, yeah. yeah it was, it was a rough one. Uh, overall, the season's been fun, but uh, yeah, I feel you. But, uh, we're talking OAD. I, I'm proud and happy that I got three of three through so far, but it's like the weakest three of three out there. You're at least putting some numbers up there. which is Well,
1: decent numbers, but I mean, like I've burned three big names already. So, and they didn't win. Um, you know, obviously, last week was a great time to use Justin Rose, and I I didn't pull a trigger on him then. So, yeah, it's been a frustrating start, man. Because, yep. like, you know, if no. if you've noticed these first few weeks, the chalk has just gotten absolutely slaughtered, Which and is uh, good. It, it it is too. It is.
0: Um, Except for, you know, I'm playing a bunch of chalk, so mm-hmm. it sucks. <laughs> you know? You're doing what you usually don't do and now it's backfiring. After the last two years we've been doing this, I mean, you know, it's like a chalk central and <laughs> we, we try to right. we try to adjust to the norm and now we're getting it's coming back. It's pretty funny how that works.
1: Yeah, it is crazy, man. And you know, obviously if I go back the other way, it's probably
0: gonna you know, the chalk's gonna start murdering me again. So anyways. As as they as they always like to say, trust the process. Just trust the process, it'll work. Yeah, we need some Joel Embiid in here. There you go. That would be freaking awesome. But um, we mentioned Justin Rose. Let's do a quick recap of the Farmers Insurance Open. Justin Rose just torched things. He didn't have the first round lead because John Rahm beat him by a stroke that day. But after that, Justin Rose just crushed the world, finishing at twenty one under par. He looked locked in. Uh, for anybody that's worried about his Hanma clubs, I think he's just fine. Uh, what do you th- What do you got on Justin Rose winning last week? It's uh, pretty damn impressive.
1: Yeah, I was surprised that. Um- he like that he he wasn't more highly touted coming in i mean i, I know he, he he didn't look great the week before um but he's still you know he's still the number one player in the world and i've heard you know oh the people worry about his club change i mean you know I talked about it at the beginning of the year if he's not going to change clubs unless it's a good switch for him um and he's still the number one player in the world so i mean he's like the best player on the planet at this point, you can put any clubs in his hands and he's still going to be okay. Um, so, yeah, it, it wasn't surprising. I wish I had more of him and on DraftKings. I did make a lot of late swaps based on you know some ownership projections uh, from FanShare that I saw, um, and he only came in you know right around. it's Kind of pin on which you know which buy and level we're in, 10 percent in that area. So, pretty incredible, really. Um, a lot of people faded to the top and, and hit those middle ranks
0: and especially like Cantley, can't he busted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's two straight weeks. Cantley and uh, Neiman just haven't uh, been the chalk specials the last two weeks. But, yeah, you mentioned the guys faded up top, and, you know, the, the leaderboard was loaded with those top price guys. So It, it, goes, it goes to show you sometimes you just got to, to roll with it on some of these tournaments. Um, let's talk Jordan Speeds, You know, he, he paired up with Pat Reed over the weekend and they had a little bromance hug, which I want to know how scripted that was. I'd love to hear the honest feedback on that one but uh jordan played well on the north course couldn't do diddly on the south but he made a cut and he competed i guess any thoughts on jordan speed? do you think he's coming back do you, you got concern anything there
1: um it it was definitely a, a an improvement uh over what we've seen out of him i mean he he basically played well enough on the north course on thursday to to make the cut and then Shot 72, 72, 72 coming in. So, I mean, nothing special on the weekends by any means, but you know, 72 is obviously still a respectable course on the south course or respectable score on the south course. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't looked really much at his numbers and kind of what happened to him. Um, he did have a ginormous blow up there uh, on 15 on Saturday when he was, was making a bit of a charge and then just. Just I, I don't even know what happened to him, but he took a seven, which is a triple bogey, and then bogey the next, and it was pretty much over for his chances from there. But yeah, I mean he's uh I, I said it, you know he's going to be low owned, and he's still Jordan Spieth, so you know right around six to seven percent of people uh bid on that, and um you know it was better than playing Cantlay.
0: Yeah, no, not about it. Much better than playing Cantlay. uh El Tigre, he 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 wasn't horrible, wasn't great. I believe he was around the top twenty finish. Uh, he played well on the North course, pretty much to get him through to the weekend kind of sputtered through he Had a big Sunday finish, but, um, everyone's writing, you know, positive thoughts that this is what tiger wanted. This is what tiger needed to get going for the season. What's your thoughts on tiger? Because I, I just don't, I don't know. I I, th- I said it all year last year when it was going on that when these other top tier guys are on, I just don't think this Tiger's quite there right now, but that's just me.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I, I think he can be, um, I mean, obviously, he took them all on at the player at the tour championship and and beat them all. Um, I mean, it's the strongest field of the year, thirty man field with all these guys in it, and he won. And that was not that long ago. So, um, you know, he's he's older. Um, I think the the spurts that he has where he plays great golf are going to be fewer and far between. Um, but it's promising for him to shoot, you know, five under on Sunday and. And uh, get inside the top 20 there, I think. Um, I think DraftKings will continue to overprice him, so it's going to be hard to play him there. But, you know, I hope Tiger does well. It's only, you know, it's good for golf. So,
0: yeah, no, I'm with you there. Uh, one thing, one final thought for me, and then if you have anything, go for it. I want to ask, you, did you see Hideki's shot from the sand on 18? I did not, no. Okay. I, I recommend Googling that when the show's over. It is probably one of the more impressive shots I've seen. It had to be two fifty plus out at least because he's trying to get there in two. He's on the right side bunker on the edge of the fairway, and he launched it. You know, there's the water there on the left, and he puts it a, a beauty. He missed his eagle putt, but it was one of the most impressive shots I've seen. 228. He swung, like, swing out of, yeah, swung He swung out of his shoes. It was. He hit it from two twenty-eight to seventeen feet out of that yeah, bunker. Five <laughs> five wood out of the bunker. Five wood.
1: Oh, he hit a five amazing. wood out of the bunker too. It was wow. amazing.
0: Like I'd never seen. Even the announcers were like, "Holy shit!" Basically, like it was. That was a golf shot. That's all I can say. It was impressive. Yeah.
1: That's that is that is. That's crazy with the five out of a bunker.
0: Um, any final thoughts on the weekend? I don't know if you saw I know you've said it before at other tournaments like the US Open, but Jason Day on eighteen hit one off the roof and it bounced into the bunker to save him. Uh, anything else? <laughs> I
1: missed that too. Uh no, I mean Taylor Gooch up there amongst all these other names is pretty pretty impressive. Uh that you know, he's had back to back really good weeks and he's super low priced this week, so Get ready for the chalk there. Um but other than that, man, yeah, it was a really good tournament. I mean, obviously an awesome leaderboard and uh ready to move on to the waste management.
0: Before we do that, one last question. Uh, any thoughts? I just wanted to mention it because he's just – it's only fitting, I think, the Rican and Rose wins, Bryson wins over there in Dubai. So basically the top two players in the world do their thing. But Bryson's been damn impressive. There's a clip going out there about him using his science to make picks and everything, but you don't have to get into that if you don't want to. Just what's your overall thoughts on um, – just Bryson's continued dominance, basically.
1: Yeah, Bryson and and Justin are both playing really well. I saw uh, a side-by-side of like their last two years, and it's really Mm -hmm. similar as far as finishes goes. Um, Rose is overall the best player in the world for the last two years, though, and you can tell with those numbers. Um, But it's going to be a fun
0: year, I think, and uh, I can't wait
1: to get to Augusta, man.
0: Augusta will be a lot of fun. Like you said, we got the Waste Management Open coming out in Phoenix. Arizona, um, why don't you give us some past event history of this just absolute fun tournament?
1: Yep. So uh, TPC Scottsdale. You'll talk more about the uh, golf course itself here in just a few minutes. It's uh, you know, it's used to be called the Phoenix Open. It's changed names a couple times, but uh, the Waste Management Open is basically what it's called now. Uh, the largest party on turf, or the I don't know what they call it. Um, a lot of people. They always set the record for the most people at a PJ Tour event every year, and Yada, yada, yada. Last year, Gary Woodland was your winner, 18-under uh, par. Uh, he beat Ches Revy in a playoff. Year before that, Hideki Matsuyama was the winner, 17-under par. He beat Webb Simpson in a playoff. Year before that, Hideki Matsuyama, 14-under, beat uh, Ricky Fowler in a playoff. So three straight years with a playoff. Um, Brooks Kepka has won this tournament before. Uh, Phil's won it uh, three times. Kyle Stanley's in the mix there. J.B. Holmes has won it a couple times. Um, at least maybe no, he's just won it once, no, twice, yeah, yeah, 2008, and 2006. Um, so a, a pretty good mix of guys there, uh, a lot of different types, but most of these guys hit it pretty far,
0: yeah. It's, um, it, it's a, it used to be a complete bomb and gouge course, it was a, a Crenshaw design or not a Weisskopf design, Tom Weisskopf back in 1986. Um, and then it, he revamped it in 2014 to make it a little more challenging to people out there, but still you can get away with, you know, letting loose just like you're saying, or you can play smart. as the different people you mentioned out there. It's a par 71, about 7,266 yards, which is rather long for a par 71 course. But again, it's a little bit of elevation. It's warm. You know, John Rom said, it rolls out an extra or it goes an extra 10 to 15 yards based on, just flight, temperature, roll, all that good stuff. So you can definitely get it done there. Um, it's a, it's like ranked thirty second out of fifty one on the tour last year. So not the hardest of turn uh, courses out there, but also a uh, you know a little bit of challenge what's out there somewhat. But uh, greens, you got Bermuda greens, very very large greens. I remember we talked about it before. This is one of those where the average putts like thirty five to forty yards. So a lot of two putting here. You want to be able to stick it close to get your birdies. There's going to be a lot of birdie chances, just a matter of converting those chances on such deep putts. Uh, they're not super fast, but they're, they're respectable. They usually average around 11 on the stint meter. Uh, fairways are pretty generous, and the rough's not too bad. Bubba Watson talks about he, he, he finds the rough a lot, which uh, he, he tends to do everywhere he goes, but he also says you can play out of it here. It doesn't hurt you as bad. Now, you don't want to go too far out, because then you get to the desert waste areas, which are on every single hole. And you can play out of most of the waste areas, but you don't know. You're going to get footprints. We've seen all kinds of different. you got cactus you can play under. There's a lot of places you can get in trouble there. If you have an opening, knock yourself out. But it's definitely less than ideal. There's around 80 bunkers on the course. A lot of them have been put in the fairways, and almost over half of them. That was one thing Weisskopf did to make it a little more challenging. So you could just completely just bombs away. A little more strategy and play there. Some of the heavy hitters can still kind of work around it. but For the most part, you got to be a little more precise. There's waters on six of the holes as well. Some of the more challenging holes in the middle of the course and the beginning of the course, but um, still you can you can get around that. It's it's relatively uh, generous scoring, but you can get into trouble as with the water, the bunkers, the desert area, all that kind of stuff to worry about. But uh, a lot of iron play, a lot of nice approach shots in will dictate if the the players go low or not. So I think that's one thing you can kind of tell by the people Jesse mentioned as past winners they've done pretty well at, uh, with, with the irons and, and making that kind of stuff work out. All right. With all that being said, but Jesse, what kind of stats are you looking at this week? Uh,
1: but you know, from obviously the it's, I know you said that it was, it's been renovated. Um, but strokes getting off the tee is still a big, uh, factor here. So tee to green and off the i I'm waiting both of them proximity. I'll wait that as well. Um, and then, uh, Shots game putting on on Bermuda um, using that stat this week. And then a little bit of a course history mix. Uh, some stuff that I look at usually for course history. So um, stats there, but also just in general course history too.
0: Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be pretty much on a lot of the same ones with you. Uh, you. The putters, you don't have to be as good, but two putting is good. Uh, I think par five scoring and a lot of eagle opportunities at a course like that is something to keep in mind outside of what Jesse mentioned already a couple of things i want to mention here FanShare sports real quick um, coming into this event last three events coming in good form basically uh, in this field you got Kucher, hadwin and xander as the top three followed by rom webb lucas glover is a name we'll mention later because he's coming in his last three events he's averaging over 100 draftings points and he's priced at only 7200 so that's someone to keep an eye on you got female putnam jt and of course the Gooch coming in averaging about 91 points per week. Um, if you want to look at how people did here last year, besides looking at just the leaderboard, you know, Woodland, Reavy, Ollie Leatherway, yes, Ollie Schneiderjans was, was fourth. The guys like Brendan Steele, and Hadley. What I wanted to do and I like to do on things like this is look at the Eagles last year. Chess Reavy had three Eagles. Other than that, it was one per person, so – it's mainly uh, eagles. You can you can get to par fives, but the two puts, because the greens are so big, you look at birdies, and that's where Woodland and others really uh, made their hay last week. A couple other quick things. I did a search on Fan with all their new tools. Um, I put their results from the last three Waste Management Opens, in 18, 17, and 16, got the average DraftKings points for players in this field, and I know people hate on this man a lot, and I will hate on him later, but the number one golfer, on average drafting points on the last three times here. Jesse, can you guess him? Uh, Bubba. Ricky Fowler. Hmm. Yeah, he's, uh, he's he's leading the way. And then Kuchar's second, Ollie's third, Phil Steele, Sun Hoon Kang, Marty Laird, Benny Ann, Hideki, and Bill Haas. So not a lot of – there's some other names I think people would have guessed on that list. Um, and last but not least, coming in in good course form and course history – uh, Ricky, Rom, Cooch, Xander, and Woodland are a few of many. You can check it out over there at sports.com and all their fun new tools they have over there. With all that being said, let's get in to the DraftKings picks for the week. So we've got four guys over 10K. Jesse you got Rom at 11.5, JT at 11, Matsuyama 10.7, Xander at ten one. Where are you looking at up top?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean I- – so, here's how I think this week will go. I, I do think that it will be a more stars and scrubsy type type week. Um the field is smaller. Uh like you've talked about it's 132 versus I think 154 or whatever started last week. So the field is smaller. Um and with the uh success of the higher price guys last week, I think people will automatically go back to those guys. Um and, and I think it's for good reason. I think John Rahm is obviously he's playing really well at this point. Um, and he's he's from the area. He went to Arizona State. He finished fifth here in 2015 as a uh, amateur. Finished 16th in 2017, 11th last year. Um, and he's coming off a of fifth uh, at at the Farmers Insurance. He was sixth the week before that at the Desert Classic. Eighth at the Tournament of Champions. I mean, so. The guy's playing really well. He's probably my favorite play up top here, um, but I do think he'll be popular. I don't. I mean, I don't know how this is all going to shake out, but it just how kind of I see the week going early on here, as far as I think he'll be highly touted and then will carry a lot of ownership. Um, Hideki's obviously coming off the. Uh, what did he finish third last year or last week? Yep, third place. Mm-hmm. Last week at the uh, Farmer's Insurance Open, so he'd be my second choice. And then JT um, at 11000 He might be – I think JT might be the low-owned guy of Hideki and John Rahm. But this is a great week to kind of, in my opinion, go with the guy who is projected for less ownership. And I, at this point, I think it's JT. I never get Xander right, but play him if you want to. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's – He's Xander. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that about Xander. So I guess I'm not the only one. He's just unpredictable, in my opinion. But so for me, Rom, Matsuyama, JT, um, with JT as the low-own pivot in this region.
0: Yeah, I, I like Rom a lot. You mentioned the form coming in, the local ties. There's a lot to like about Rom. Um, it's kind of one of those don't overthink it type things. It, he, he's going to contend more often than not at tournaments like this. So I love Rom at, at this at 11.5. You got Matsuyama at 10 7. He's going to be chalkier than chalk. I'm really curious to see where he kind of, where all the chips lie when things are all said and done uh, with fan share come Wednesday. But uh, I like him a lot. He's coming in in phenomenal form. Like there was a point last year where we said, no, you can't touch Hideki. But, you know, a T3, he had a T51 with a T- an eighteenth. He's striking the ball really well. It's just other aspects of his game are kind of letting him down. His, his, his uh, driving has been really, really rough to start the year here, but that's not as important here as we already mentioned. You can, you can find the rough and be okay, just don't find the desert. So I don't mind that at all. I think Xander, to me, I think he's going to be pretty low-owned out of those four, but maybe not. I think he's an interesting play. Mentioned how he's played well at this um, tournament before uh, T17 last year in his only appearance, but coming in in really, really good form. But for me, it's Rombo. It's Matsuyama or it's going out of the 9K, it's absolutely loaded. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what the ownership looks like in that scenario.
1: Yeah, I, I do, like I said, I do think that this is a week where the, these guys are the highest owned. So somebody in this region, like probably going to be Rom, in my opinion, at least that's the way I see it going, is going to be the highest owned of everybody in the whole entire field.
0: Yeah, Rambo and Matsuyama, I wouldn't be shocked if both are in the 20% plus range, which you usually don't see. In there's 10K and above. I think both of them are going to be pretty pretty good because when we get to the 7s and the 6s, there's a lot of guys I have no problem right. throwing in there. Like there's some 6K guys on. we'll talk about that I think are very mispriced in this scenario. So um, in the 9K range, though, it's a loaded field. If you need to start here, you definitely can. You got Gary Woodland, defending champion at 99. Got Webb Simpson, 97. Just, you know, always reliable. Get it down. The, and he's actually putting now. Uh, our boy Tony Fino 95. Another good weekend last weekend. Uh, Ricky at 94. Phil at 93 has played – course history is phenomenal here coming off a really good performance at the desert classic. You got cooch who pretty much every fan share thing i mentioned had a phenomenal history here. 9,200 bucks. Cam Smith at 91 and Adam Hadwin at 9,000. Jesse, what do you like here?
1: I mean, it's hard not to like Gary Woodland, uh, obviously defending champion. Um, for, for me, he'll kind of be more of a ownership type of play. If, if, you know, if he's projected for some low ownership, I think he's, he's a great place come off a of ninth place at the, uh, Farmers Insurance Open. He missed the cut at the uh, at the Sony Open, but that was because I won and done him, um, and that was an MDF as well. I got so MDF'd. yeah, so he, he made it, but then got MDF. So in his last, if you take that out, his last two tournaments, he's ninth and second. Um, he's got another second place finish back in October at CJ Cup. So obviously playing really well. Webb Simpson, super interesting. Obviously lost in the uh, playoff. When was that? Last year, two years ago.
0: There's been three straight playoffs of this tournament.
1: Right, 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 right. But he – yeah, that was two years ago. He missed the cut here last year, um, but was second you know, the year before. He's got some decent putting numbers as far as on Bermuda. Um, so I don't mind Webb. Tony Finau, he's got terrible course history. Two straight missed cuts here. I will be curious to see if that sways many people. Because, um, you know, it's, if you think of like – a golf course for Tony Finau. This seems like it, right? Like it's yep, definitely it's like wide open, you know, grip and rip. Uh, but he is awful on Bermuda, on Bermuda greens. He he's lot like he averages minus .3 strokes gained on uh on uh, on Bermuda. So uh, I don't know. And then Phil, man. I mean, Phil is. He's won a bunch here. You know, he's coming off being in contention at the Desert Classic. I think he's playable, and I hate fucking saying that. But he was fifth here last year, um, so I don't mind him. So, for me, you know, it's those three in this region. But it's this – I mean, when I say those three, Woodland, Finau, Mickelson, I know I mentioned Webb. I don't know how much Webb I'll actually play. But this field – I mean, this is a loaded, loaded region here. I mean, pick your poison here.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see Woodland's ownership coming off the defending champion at a big Sunday at the Farmers, coming in a really good form. It's hard to hate him, like you said, at 99. Um, Webb at 97. I, I don't mind that at all. Like you were saying, this guy, he keeps getting better and better once he figured out how to putt last year, the year before. Uh, you know, a T8 and a third, a T15, a T4, and a T6 in his last five tournaments. That's pretty pretty good. Uh, outside of that missed cut, like you mentioned last time here, a second, a 14th, and a 10th his previous three. So there's a lot to like with Webb at 97. I love female. We we, we pretty much will probably mention him every time we record. I'd be right. really, sh- I'd be really really shocked if one of us, if not both of us, were not pro-female on every tournament he plays in pretty much. So I have no problem going to female. I'm curious to see the ownership, like you said. You know, three straight missed cuts this event might sway some people, and uh, I think I might go straight back to him because I, I think eventually, you know, like a lot of these young guys, they're going to start figuring it out. And I, I think uh, he's figuring it out pretty much everywhere else. Let's hope Bermuda's there as well. Uh, and I'm, I'm crazy with you on Phil Mickelson. Uh, he showed, I know the Desert Classic's a pitch and putt type tournament for these guys, not the most loaded field. But, you know, a $9,300 Phil, which will probably go overlooked again, he's made 23 of 28 cuts here, 11 top 10s. He's won it three times. Last year, T5, T16, T11 his last three times here, coming in in pretty good form, a T17 or better, in three of his last five tournaments. Uh, five straight made cuts. I I don't hate him at 9,300 bucks. It's really, really weird to say that because I'm usually not a big fill guy either. A couple others, you got Kucher in great form. He's got a T5 and a T9 his last two years here at 92. Uh, I mentioned all that fan share info about him. And then one other guy that we didn't mention, we had a huge Sunday uh, at the Farmers, and he's just a sneaky guy every week, always low-owned in these ranges. And one of these days he's going to pop. It's Cam Smith at 9,100 bucks. You know, he's made his last two cuts here. Nothing fancy though, a T48 and a T42 coming off the T9 um, at the farmers. He, he's kind of the lower owned guy in this range that I have no problem attacking with. If I have to narrow down all that banter right there, um, I think I'm going to go like Wood, or, uh, Simpson, Phil, and Cooch. And then I'm going to look at ownership on Phenon Woodland. But I, I'd start with those other three unless Phenon Woodland come in somehow pretty low owned. That might sway me. But like Simpson, Mickelson, and Cooch, I think you're going to get some really good production. At a pretty good price. And then Cam Smith, your GPP, just grip it and rip it if you want to.
1: Cam Smith, uh, he went low on Sunday. I think he shot seven under.
0: He crushed it on Sunday. All right. 8K range. Another one, kind of like Phil, that we're going to talk about in a minute. But Bubba Watson, 8,900 bucks. You got Billy Ho at 88. Good weekend last week. Ches Reedy, Benny on. Great course history here. Putnam, Norin, Cam Champ, who let everybody down last week. Daniel Berger, Snedz, Grace, and List. What are you liking on the 8K, Jesse? I
1: I, I do think Bubba is going to be popular. Um, I don't know how much I'll actually play of him, but I think he's okay. Uh, Chaz obviously placed second here last year. He doesn't have good course history otherwise, um, but I don't mind him. I mean, 28th, the Desert Classic, third in Hawaii, uh, had a pretty good fall swing, so... I I don't mind and and He is a borderline cash game play for me at 8,700. I'm going to play Putnam this week. Uh, You know, kind of call me a little crazy, but I think his strength lies in his um, uh, irons, in his iron game. And, you know, this is, you would think, a good place for that. Um, He's not great off the tee, which kind of scares me a little bit, but he's pretty good on – uh, bermuda surfaces so i i hope he goes uh low owned um i'm thinking he will i also think cam champ will go low owned. i mean this would be a typical place where i would go back to a guy two straight oh. miscuts super chalky miscut last week um but i don't know if i can um i mean just the putter uh, it's just not working appropriately at this point. Yeah, when he was that's winning, his he was, winning he was
0: putting out of his rear end. Right, so, right,
1: yeah. right. And if that goes away, I mean, you know, that the the other – I mean, he's decent on Bermuda. He, he averages about a stroke uh, gain per round on Bermuda. Um Maybe that's what it will be, going back to Bermuda here, coming off of basically POA. But I don't know, man. I, I just don't have a good feeling about, like I would, somebody who is more, I guess, seasoned – than what cam is um so uh, he's he's a, he's a gpp only play at this point but you know I, he's probably going to be a lot lower owned so you know if you're if you're wanting to gamble you know that's who i would gamble with is cam in this region
0: yeah i don't hate that at all uh bubba 89 is gonna be very very interesting the guy has played pretty well at this course 10 of 12 made cuts with four top tens uh he, he didn't miss a cut here last year but prior to that was or he missed a cut last time out but he played T40 here last year, a missed cut, and then T14, T2, T2. So he does like this course a b- quite a bit. I told you you can miss it and play out of the rough. He'll be interesting to see. But I don't know if I'm on him quite yet. Guys, I do like like Billy Ho, five or six cuts here. Had a really nice weekend at the Farmers. Uh, his ball strike and his iron play is always some of the best on tour. So I like him at 8,800. Um, you got Ches Reavy, if you want to go back to that narrative. I'm not sure I'm, I'm completely sold on Ches this week. But I do like him as kind of a pivot off of Benny Ann. But Benny Ann, you got to really look at here. I, I don't mind him. Uh, two of two cuts here, a T twenty three and a six in his, his two appearances here, uh, coming off a T twelve his last tournament out. So Benny Ann at eighty six, very interesting. I echo everything you said about Champ. I wrote him down as a possible play. I really think like if it's like stupid low ownership, I'm going to have to put him somewhere just because he could go off here. But it, it's just it, it's tough right now. I, I'm wondering he hasn't really taken any breaks. Like eventually, you got to take a week. half. Yeah. Just like right. retool. I know you're young. I know it's golf, but you know, eventually you just got to decompress. He's already committed to pebble next weekend. Like dude is just non-stopping it right now. It's cool. Make your money. I get it, but it, it makes you wonder a little bit. Um, and the last guy I'll mention here coming off a missed cup and then a T12, T35, T15 is Daniel Berger. When you're talking course history, four or four made cuts here. T11, T7, T58, T10. That's pretty damn impressive. T11 are better in three or four years. Uh, I know it's a little shaky. He was gone with an injury for so long. Uh, Desert classic was a little, little shaky. I uh, think he finished T12 though, by the end of it. And then the farmers didn't quite turn out so well, but really good cur- course history, 8,200 bucks, probably low on there. Um, something to think about in that respect. But if I got to just pick a couple, I like Billy Ho, I like Billy on uh, in this 8k range. All right. 7k range. We got quite a few to go through here. So Let's start seventy five hundred and above Jesse. You got guys like Hatton, Cook, ZJ, Bradley, Answer, Palmer, Laird, Holmes, Grillo, Gooch, Kim, and Stanley. Who do you like at seventy five hundred and above?
1: Yeah, Cook uh Cook's interesting. He's uh he played here last year, finished thirty first. He hasn't but he hasn't played since the fall swing. Um which is a little odd to me. I, I would have figured he would have played one tournament by now, but uh, his last time out was the Shriners and he missed the cut. So I think he's okay for for uh, GPP. Tyrell Hatton, I will play him for sure this week, 70, what, 78, 7,900. Yeah, 7, 9, 9, 9. Um, he's never played here, uh, but he, he does have some good splits on Bermuda um, as far as putting goes. So I think he's worth a dart or two in a GPP. Mar- Party Marty. Um I don't think this will go unnoticed, but ninth, 7th, 41st, 5th, 19th, and his last six or five uh, times at this golf course um, started pretty good last week. Well, when I say pretty good, he shot 66 on Friday um, and was a, a little bit in contention for a little while. But anyways, finished 43rd last week after two straight missed cuts, so he's – gpp only but i don't mind him i think gorilla will be popular i think that's probably a misprice on him at 7600 that yeah, seems really weird it's probably a good week to go back to answer um i don't mind answer at all coming off miscut last week as well was semi chalky you're getting a decrease this week in a weaker field at 7700 versus not 82 last week so answer uh is is playable my favorite play in this region is. Um, his hat and Gooch is going to be popular, too. Uh, there's, there's quite a few down here you could definitely play. Yep,
0: definitely. Um, something like, I, I do like the Austin Cook call. It is weird. He hasn't really played since the fall swing. He's taking quite the break. I know he had a baby, or his wife had a baby. So he took some time for that, T31 here last year. Uh, I don't mind going back to him at $7,900. Uh, ZJ is one of those course history guys. I know he's been kind of interesting of late, but T28, last tournament, miscut T7. But when it comes to this tournament, four straight made cuts, he's made seven of nine, a T57 last year, but then prior to that, T12, T14, T10. So a guy like ZJ, he might go a little overlooked at 7,800. Uh, another guy I like, we liked him last week, and he came through with the made cut, T35, is Keegan Bradley. Uh, he's 7,800 bucks. Like he's a great cash game play. Five of seven made cuts here. He has some decent finishes, uh, four top 25s here, and just been making cut after cut on the PGA Tour overall. So, I like him as a cash game play at 7800 bucks. Uh, Party Marty Laird, I've already heard his name a ton, like you are saying. I, I could definitely see some chalk there with Party Marty. And he's a tilting guy because he is that kind of GPP guy that can pop off here, you know, T9, T7, T41, T5, T19, his last five tournaments here. He's made seven to ten cuts with four top tens at the Waste Management Open. So I get it. I see the appeal if you're a course history guy at 7600 um, The last guy I will mention, he's probably going to be chalky. He is Emiliano Grillo, like you said, at $7,600. If you look at the pricing, when we talk about winners here in a little bit, he's 66 to 1, just like Benny Am, but he's $1,000 cheaper on DraftKings. That's kind of one of those things where you hear certain guys talk about kind of trying to find the mispriced guys, and that's usually one area you can look at. He makes cut after cut after cut. He's made three or three cuts here. Nothing real serious finish-wise, best at T45. But uh, when it comes to cash games with some upside, I don't mind Grillo at $7,600. So... In the 75 and above, I like Cook, I like ZJ, Bradley, and Grillo, I mean, the, the ones I'm really focused on right there.
1: Who do you think – let's let's play a real quick game. Who do you think's higher on Grillo, Gooch, or Laird?
0: I think it's actually – it's weird because Grillo is usually popular, but I think Gooch is going to be stupid popular this week. I do too. And yeah. I get it, but we've seen this how many times before, Jesse? Like right. The, the new cool name, back-to-back top fives or whatever. Let's do it. And then, and then what, what do we see usually happen?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like this is this is <laughs> so this is the problem with uh starting kind of weird in the season. Like it makes me kind of second guess everything I would normally do. Normally this is where the the spot where I would completely fade that that golfer, Gooch, right? Yeah. Um it makes it hard though because he's, you know, coming off two top fives there. Um one thing I will I will mention if you start your lineup with John Rahm, it's gonna leave seventy seven hundred on the table average per person for your five remaining golfers. So most people are going to come right down into this range and pick the answers, the Grillo, the Laird, Gucci's. So these guys are going to be popular. So either skipping this range altogether um, or just taking, you know, maybe one of these guys is going to make your lineup a little bit different and and help avoid some chalk and maybe
0: potentially some chalk bombs. I wouldn't be shocked on fan shares weekly report if. The most common correlated stacks going to be Ram and Gooch. Though so I just broke that down, I wouldn't be shocked.
1: <laughs> I mean, it really wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me either if it's Gooch or Grillo, either one. Um it, it's going it's going to kind of depend on the the toutability. now. I don't know if people are going to go along with what we've been saying here too. Obviously, this is Monday night. Are most people going to be thinking the same way that we are on their podcasts and in their write-ups that Gooch is going to be, be popular, so therefore he's not another good reason to have fans share. Yep.
0: Uh, yeah, because if like for reals, if you know, come join us on the Slack chat on Wednesday, and if all of a sudden the, you know the ownership comes out and Gooch is going to be like, if he's like twelve percent or less, or fifteen percent or less, I'd really consider it. I would prefer ten or less, but like, what number would you need to say? Okay, I'll jump back on Taylor Gooch this week.
1: Yeah, I, I think ten is a good number on that. Um, it, it it and the one thing that could be a little bit weird here too is that those guys kind of cancel each other out. So you know, yeah, they're exactly. all. They're all twelve to fifteen percent instead of anybody getting up into the twenties.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out because you know, even the like way you said it, if you play wrong with these seventy-seven hundred, you can go like Grillo, Gooch, Laird, and now you can go with like a low eight, high seven. It can get real ugly real quick. But yeah. uh, my only concern for Laird is, I agree with Gooch, I agree with Grillo. I think Laird's going to be weirdly chalky because he's going, he's already getting the mayo bump like crazy. Yeah,
1: I know, and so that's it, coming. It, it, you can really judge it by who Mayo's talking about because the dude is getting I mean, I was listening to a podcast. He got like over ten million listens last year. That's just crazy. I know it's that's all fantasy sports combined, but the dude he's 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 got he can move the needle a lot, lot of guys. years. Yeah. A lot of years. <laughs> so he's a great podcast to listen to just,
0: just for simply that, you know? Yeah, exactly. If you don't want to pay for fan share, just listen to, to Mayo's podcast. Right. After, <laughs> after, you, after you listen to ours, go listen to Mayo's. and you can decipher from there. All right, let's go 7,500 and above. There's a ton of names here, so I'm not going to mention them all, but there's a lot of names. I already mentioned M earlier as a guy to play. What are some guys you're looking at? A Glover. Those are a couple that already stand out to me, but what are you looking at?
1: Yeah. I mean, Sung uh, you know, we were talking about before on the, on the, before the pod started, uh, he was 7,800 last week. He was 8,100 at the desert classics. You're getting a, a a pretty good discount there. And, you know, again, a weaker field. He wasn't super popular last week. He, he didn't play out of his mind. Um, but I think eventually he'll figure it out. And at 7,300, I definitely think he's worth, uh, worth the risk, um, borderline cash for me, just the way he's been playing, just decently steady, nothing too crazy. Um, Martin Keimer's, decently interesting to me he hasn't played here since 2014 he finished 53rd missed two cuts before that but uh, been playing obviously a lot in europe uh played last week at the dubai desert classic um 24th 22nd week before 21st week before that fifth week before that so um he's okay uh Kokrak is a guy who i got i kind of got on a little bit late last uh last week just because of some course history stuff that i look at and uh, he had a, a pretty good closing. Uh, well, the first half of his nine mm-hmm. on Sunday was really good. And then he, uh, he went full co-crack on the back nine there. Um, <laughs> full co-crack. But he still finished 20th. Uh, that's two That's two straight top 20s for him um, at $7,300. I think Neiman's okay. Harold Varner's, uh, you know, he's okay. He's made two straight cuts here. I don't mind Harold Varner at all. Um Man, one of my favorite plays here is Lucas Glover. I mean, yep. I don't think he'll be, I don't think he'll be low owned. Um, so keep that in mind. But uh, I mean, he's like on top of all kinds of shit that I look at. Um, his T-degree numbers are really good. Um, as of late, uh, it's kind of sketchy with the putter. Um, on Bermuda, but uh, but playing really well, and he's got some really high finishes coming in, and his his course history is is nah. Um, one guy, yeah. One one last guy that I'll mention, um, and this will uh, be of no surprise to those who regularly listen to this podcast since its inception and have followed my picks along the way, is Cure Deck, Barnrot. Mm-hmm. So, two straight missed cuts. He did miss the cut last week at the Farmers Insurance Open. The week before that, he was over in Abu Dhabi, missed the cut there. Um, he is better on Bermuda his so I was really super surprised but on fancy golf national ran uh, strokes game putting over the last uh 24 rounds on Bermuda and this dude's number one Um yeah so uh, you know take that for what it's worth I'm gonna play him this week though even though most people probably won't he's not been playing that great not hitting the ball well but you know, I mean if he's if he can figure it out on the green uh, you know might give him a little bit more confidence and he might start the ball striking a little bit better. Um, so that's it for me there at 7,000.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to like there. A couple of kind of maybe lower-own guys, and he's, he hasn't been coming in the greatest form, but Brendan Steele, you know, missed cut T57 in a 12th his last three tournaments. When it comes to course history, eight of eight made cuts here, six top 25s, four top 10s, uh, a T3 here last year. He's been T17 or better in four of the last five years at this tournament. So. Uh, he's a guy that can get to low ownership with some course history. We already talked about Sunjay. I like him a lot at this price point. Just makes cut after cut after cut. First time here, so stuff can happen. But $7,300 for Sunjay, uh, I'll be all over that one yet again. Uh, H3-3 at $7,200. Him and Bazelli ruined a great thing last week, with one of their back nine blow-ups on Friday. Like The cut sweats were legit that week, and hv 3 was one of them coming in great form, playing well, and then blew up on the back. Made two straight cuts here, so I don't hate that at all. Uh, Kevin nah is another one that might get overlooked at seventy two hundred bucks. I know people can get tilted on eyes coming off from this cut, but another course history guy at seventy two hundred dollars, twelve of thirteen made cuts with four top tens. So uh, Na's a, a good iron player if he can just keep the problem between his ears in check. He could probably put a, a good. So that's a big if when it comes to Kevin nah but um, when it comes to well, iron the, play, he fits. The in. other thing you got to consider with Na too is the the finger injury. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Keep an keep an eye on that. You know he's. That happened at the what the tournament of champions. No, it
1: wasn't the Sony. No, it, it was my tur- It
0: was a tournament. And then he tried to play the Sony and he withdrew that morning again or that Wednesday. Yeah, he hasn't, yeah, he yeah. hasn't played all year since the fall, basically since he withdrew in yep. those tournaments. So hopefully he's all healed up if he's over there. But keep an eye on that good call with that.
1: But that that that's gonna lower his ownership. I mean, he's gonna be next to not own most likely. So
0: yeah, so it's something to keep an eye on. If he is healthy, it will be interesting. Maybe we'll have to find someone that's out there watching if, if anything's going on. Um, Joaquin Neiman is an interesting one. I know he's burned us, but it's kind of like the camp champ thing, minus $1,100. <laughs> um, you know, t- T-72 last week, he had a horrible Sunday. He actually would have finished a lot higher, but Sunday crushed him. He, he's been just kind of puttering around. T- t-72, miscut, T-65, T-60, but he's 7200 bucks. someone to keep an eye on. I love Lucas Glover. I'm probably going to eat the chalk there. I'm with you. When, when, we, when you were talking about him, you know, this is a guy, I said, 9 of 11 made cuts at this event, um, including two top 25s. He's been T-17 or better in five straight PGA Tour events. He's just striking it so well. So I like that a lot at $7,200. And then the last guy I'll mention here, and, and always comes down to putting with him, but it's very interesting, is Kevin Tway. T-43 last week. Played decent over the weekend, but nothing crazy. He's a guy that, you know, a cheap guy that GPP-wise could maybe make a run. So I don't yeah. hate him at 7100 bucks, But for the most oh part, seventy five and below – it's like M HV three Glover. Those would be my three main ones, and then some of those other guys, just kind of one-offs here and there. Six K and below. There is actually stuff to like here, Jesse. What are you looking at?
1: Uh, yeah, six K and below. Mm, uh, I I mean, I, I would start with Streelman. I know, I'm pretty sure I touted him last week. So week before, I don't know. Last week, he missed the cut. I think. If my we could get the old stuff to load. Yeah, he missed the cut. He shot at 70, 72, 72 I think he's okay. I mean, he's pretty much gone miscut thirty-fourth, miscut fifty first, miscut twenty-fifth, miscut fortieth. I mean, he's like literally every other week miscut. So this would be the week that he would not miscut, um, if you're if you believe in patterns. Uh Joel Dahlman at uh sixty eight hundred. Um kind of a weird price to me. He was 69 last week and finished ninth. And so we're going to drop him hundred dollars DraftKings, Um, okay. Uh, so he's, I, th- I think he's, I think he's playable. Stuart sink at, at, um, 67 His course history. is not great, but I mean, he is Stu goat. Uh, so I don't mind him. Um, Sam Ryder, He made the cut last week, uh, and finished. What do you finish last week?
0: Sam Ryder. I have a T forty three. Yeah.
1: So I mean, again, another guy who I think is very playable at sixty five hundred. I, I don't mind him. Stricker's okay. Uh, not a huge fan of him. Uh, Adam Long, dude, he surprised me last week by making the cut. He made the cut last week, didn't he? No, he missed the cut. No, excuse he missed me. It. Yeah, He's so he won. Long. Missed the cut. I mean, that's that was to be expected. I I yeah. thought he snuck in because uh, he shot 69 the first day so he was three under then shot one over the second day and i think missed by one there um you know if you're down here in this range you're at 6400 you know he's obviously got the good form coming in so uh yeah another guy who i'll mention one more guy john Catlin
0: yeah.
1: at 64 6200 excuse me
0: that's it. That's all I got. The, the ultimate punt. Uh, couple come down here for me, uh, Brent, Brent Stewart at uh, $6,900, coming off a T40 and a T8 in his last two events, but he's made five of five cuts here, two top 25s and a top 10. So something to keep in mind there, some course history. Joel, Joel is one of my favorite at 6800 bucks. I was all over him last week. He was in that lineup. That would have been really good. It, actually, the four of six cashed in cash games. Cat. Speaking of which, Cash games are saving the world right now, like we've been talking about. Yeah, <laughs> showdown. showdown for me, but yeah, yeah, that's what happened in the in the Slack chat. The showdown's been popping, but um, yeah, Dahman at sixty eight. I don't understand the price drop there. I know it's his first time here, but you know, there's precision and iron play. I like him a lot. He could just, you know, if the cuts at even, I'm, I'm shit happens. But I like Domin's chances of getting through there. Um, sixty eight hundred dollars. Uh, Nick Watney's kind of a coarse horse guy. If you want something fancy for a, a cash game. Another guy I do like, going back to the Brian Gay wagon, um, miscut last time out, but T22, T23 at the previous two, he's made 14 of 16 cuts of this event. He had T9 here last year. Um, I definitely like him at his price point at 6,700. You mentioned Stu Goode at 67. That is a staple of the broadcast. Uh, Von Taylor at 66 is also an interesting one. T7 his last time out. Made seven of nine cuts here, including back-to-back T11 here last year. So he's another guy at 66. And then one I don't understand at all. My last one I'll mention here. Um, he just continues to make cuts. He's made four straight cuts, yes, he T70s last week, but his price has dropped every He's made 12 of 16 cuts here, in 10, including a T31 and a T22. His last two times out, Rory Sabatini is only 6,500 bucks. I don't get it. Like, I don't think he's ever gonna challenge for the win, but at 6,500, I'm, I'm really perplexed with Rory Sabatini's price tag. Um, if I just name a couple guys, I like Domin, I like Sabatini. Uh, Gay and Sync would be like my top four down here. Dom is my favorite, and Sabs is my biggest uh, saver. If you want to look at it that way, but there actually is stuff I like down here in the sixes and sevens that make paying up to the big boys very, very feasible this week. All right, that wraps up our price point breakdown, Jesse. Let's go a little more in tow here. Who's your top three? You know, there's, there's a lot of GPP plays, but who are like three GBP plays you'd really take a look at?
1: Uh, Kyrdek. Um, he'd, be, he'd be number one kind of boomer bust type of guy for me. Uh, Kokrak's another. Um, and then, like you know, as far as kind of the higher price guys, it's got to be Rom. I think.
0: Yeah. I think this is something that I, I'm not 100% on, but I could see the GPP appeal. Guys like Adam Hadwin, Marty Laird, and Cam Champ, those are three guys that I could see with that boomer bust upside. Would I be shocked if Friday evening they all missed the cut? No. At the same time, these guys that can contend and win. So, yeah,
1: be low owned as well. I'm with you.
0: So, three guys I'd look at there. Um, For me, on cash, my top three I'm kind of looking at right now, um, cash wise, would be the likes of Keegan Bradley, Joe Dalman, which is weird to have a $6,800 guy, but I'm that confident in him making the cut, and like a Lucas Glover. And just those three price points are low, allow you to spend up. um, You know, no one over $7,800 there cash wise. I like a lot. Um, if you want to know higher price guys, pretty much anybody I liked in the 9k range, I trust for cash. So what about you?
1: Yeah, I think this is a week where I actually try to get uh, a a super high price guy into the lineup. So I'm going to try to get ROM in there um, if possible. Uh, And then Glover is, is in cash for me this week. Um, And I would put, you know, somebody else like Sun I think that price is cash worthy for him and his ability
0: Agreed. Like I could literally sit there and I could go like Glover, M and Grio in cash and you haven't cost anything even Bradley. Now you're seventy eight, seventy six, seventy three, and seventy two. You could probably get two pretty decent priced guys in there and yeah. have some have some fun and feel somewhat confident about your weekend.
1: And I you know, I wouldn't mind going ROM and then down to Gooch and Grillo and those guys we talked about in that range and just eating it there and kind of hedging yourself out and then not playing them in GPPs.
0: Let me ask you this. Um, out of that Grillo, Laird, and Gooch range, which one do you like for cash the most? Um,
1: I would go with... I would I would put Grillo just slightly above Gooch. Yeah, agreed.
0: Yeah, I agree. And that's one thing I want to bring it up because people need to remember, when we're talking cash, don't worry about the ownership. Do not yeah, care no, about the ownership. No, it doesn't matter. Like Who gives you shit? You like them, play them. That's fine. Yeah. Right.
1: And one thing I would do always is put my cash team in a GPP.
0: Yep, that is outstanding advice as always. Um, who's your top bus for the week? Uh
1: I thought we got rid of this segment. Oh, I'm we, sorry. We did we, we did, we did. We <laughs> did.
0: I'll just say it's Ricky ago, Fowler. It's, it's Ricky Fowler for me. Honestly, <laughs> but, two weeks
1: yeah. ago, our two bus finished one and or two and three and Gooch won or not Gooch, but Adam Long won. Uh but yeah. we had both of us were oh yeah, Mickelson and Hadwin, yeah. Bus. Yeah. So I was like, you know, let's
0: get rid of this segment, Bubba. And you're like, all right, man. Yeah, I totally forgot. my (laughs) bad. Um, Let's get some picks to win here. Everybody go to mybookie.ag, use promo code BENCHED, and you get a 50% deposit bonus. You got the big Super Bowl this weekend, all that other fun stuff. And they all the prop bets are there, plus all the golf lines. They have top fives, top 20s, everything you need for golf, including overall winners. Promo code BENCHED for a 50% deposit bonus. Jesse, who do you like to win this?
1: Oh, man. I mean, it's super short odds, but John Rahm, I don't know, it's just hard for Six me to read. 61. Yeah, I mean, you obviously you're not going to bet that, but you know, maybe if you I guess the the cool thing to do nowadays is to double it with somebody over in Saudi Arabia, which is the European Tour event, a lot of big names over there. Um
0: so I do John Rahm was, the Patriots money line. You could do that. Yeah. yeah. Get what's creative with it? What's that to now? Uh, I haven't even checked. I'm assuming okay. they're what 3-point favorites or something.
1: They moved, moved that that much. I haven't kept up with it. At I point. haven't
0: looked in I haven't looked in the last few days. I'm assuming I'm assuming it'll be around three by game time. Yeah. You so guess. you can probably get
1: them like minus one seventy five ish or something like that. Yeah. Yep. Make a little
0: parlay there. Yeah. Uh any other long shots you want to just throw out there? Uh
1: or, I mean, if you're going super deep, um might sprinkle a little bit on Glover, man. I think he's kind of a little bit due.
0: Uh, we're talking about Glover. Let me scroll down to the Glover and see where you can get him X. I'm guessing you guys – I actually looked at him earlier. Yeah, here he is. He's 110 to 1.
1: Yeah, I mean, that. You know, throw a few bucks on him. and Throw him on top is.
0: 20 and you can get some good rods for that. They
1: have top 20 odds on my bookie?
0: Yeah, give me a second. To, that's farther down the list here. Let me scroll that one down. Uh, one second. I might scroll too far now. Uh, oh, they're not up yet. That's my bad. They're not up yet. I know that I saw them last week. We recorded on Tuesday last week. So tomorrow they'll be up for you. Um, yeah, they're not up yet. But the Saudi Arabia ones are up. But uh, my guys, I like Fina at 25 to 1. Um, I think burger is interesting at 66 to 1. I love the Glover call at 110 to 1, though. I think that's a fun one right there to definitely go take a stab at.
1: I bet that number comes down too. I mean his, his T-degree numbers. Once people start looking at it a little bit further, sprinkle a little bit definitely
0: all right that'll wrap us up this week jesse any final thoughts on the waste management open it's one of my favorite weekends because the, the tournament ends right about kickoff for the super bowl
1: uh yeah yeah that's this is a fun weekend um obviously you've got the uh the 16th over there which is a stadium and it's like the only golf hole in the whole entire world that that has played like that like it's in actual football stadium so it's definitely a lot of fun to watch um i do want to w- mention one other thing ryan Balling, who we had on the podcast. During the off season, um, he set up a trip to go to Sweetens Cove this year, and I think I'm going to be there. So anybody else out there, you know, hit up Ryan. He's got it tweeted out. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's not that big of a price. It's like two days of golf, and it's so if you got uh, if you got some plans this summer, if you want to make some plans, I I would check
0: that out. There you go. Sounds like a really really good time. Um, With that being said, Jesse's on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. The podcast at Always Press DFS. You can give us a rating review on iTunes. We'd much appreciate it. I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick. And uh, this was the always pressing PGA DFS podcast, Waste Management Open Preview. Catch you guys next time.
1: Already, the